welcome to the Bamboo Sheet Happy Hour. I am Keiju Bamboo Sheet Roethlisberger. Hi everyone, and I'm Naomi Bamboo Sheet. And this is the Bamboo Sheet Happy Hour film and TV edition. How are you, Ma? I'm doing wonderfully, sweetie. How are you? Everything is great on my end. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm doing really good. I'm excited. It's championship weekend. I'm going to cross my fingers. We talked about it the other day. I'm not going to say anything. Just positive vibes. But I will tell you, I'm a little bit disappointed in the Australian Open. I, I mean, I don't even know the ladies that are left in the tournament. And then, of course, we have uh, Novak Djokovic, who's left in the men's. But he's going up against Titi I don't know. I, I understand the the person that you're referring to. I know who you're referring to, but I haven't kept up with it. So I'm not really sure who's doing what because all of my favorites are gone. Frankly speaking, guys, all of my favorites are gone, including the doll. Yeah. You know, Giafo is gone, Coco is gone. And uh, I didn't have that many others. FAA. Yeah, you know, FAA is gone. So I just really, you know, have been disenchanted with the whole thing. Uh, but good luck to the remaining players. And, yeah, you know, I would even yeah. wouldn't have mind seeing Azarenka coming up, you know, as I'm, as they always say, a mom and coming back because yeah. she made it to the semifinals and got knocked out. Yeah. So, like I said, all of my favorites are gone. So, but good luck to, you know, uh, the remaining players. Good luck, guys. Mm -hmm. All right, my Well, we need to let everybody know what we are sipping on today. We have okay. a really good show. Oh, before I forget about that, uh, we are partnering up with Podbean, guys. Um, and if you would like to advertise for your business on Podbean, go to our website and click on the banner, the Podbean banner, and you can get a nice discount on uh, some advertising through Podbean. Okay. All right. So, Alrighty. all right. What are we sipping on, Ma? The Guilty Grape, which is Black-owned. We have gotten some emails, but they would like to see more diversity as far as minorities are concerned. We'll be doing that in March. February is Black History Month, so we will be featuring uh, Black business owners. But we will definitely have more Latin and Asian and, and other groups um, starting in March. Okay, wonderful. Okay. All right, okay. let's lead us in with a, a taste. I mean, a toast. This is the Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay, wonderful. Okay, guys, let's raise our glasses. Here's to long life and prosperity, health, wealth, and happiness. Salud. Me too. Okay. All right, Mom. We need to get started with some movies. We have two movies, and both of these movies are nominated for awards. Both of them are nominated for this one is Best Picture Academy Award, and also for Lead Actress, which is Tar, starring Kate Blanchett. And so she's playing. Lydia Tarr, the renowned maestra, she's at the height of her career when we first meet her and things start to fall to pieces around her. This movie is about cancel culture and the Me Too movement, only it's reverse. It's revolving a woman who is, you know, the, the accused. Um, and this was directed by Todd Fieldsma. So what are your thoughts on Tarr? Uh, Lydia Tarr, is a very uh, apparently self-absorbed, uh, very talented 
and very controlling. Uh, can I say anything about her sexuality? Yeah. That's fine. Uh, okay. Lesbian woman who is in a very powerful position and through what is very subtle in the beginning and sort of becomes more apparent throughout the picture is that she is not uh, hesitant to use her power and her position uh, to manipulate certain situations. And we, you will see if you haven't already seen the picture. It's very, it's a head movie. You have to really pay attention to it. It moves along very slowly, sometimes a little too slowly to make the point as far as I'm concerned. It moves along very slowly. But Kate uh, Blanchett does a hell of a good job in her role as Lydia Tarr. And um, she's not a very likable character. I like to always mention that because some characters you connect with right away. You may have difficulty connecting to her because she's abrasive and she's condescending and she's quite a few things when it comes to her students and maybe even her peers. You know, she really is a, a very kind of dominant. She really is an alpha female. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and she doesn't, she doesn't show great vulnerability at all throughout the movie. However, the ending is a surprise. It's nothing that you would even probably think of at all. And, um, and it's a ride. It's an interesting ride. It will hold your interest, although, like I said, it is somewhat long, but it will hold your interest uh, because you just sort of want to see how it's going to end. However, I'm going to say it was, did not, in my opinion, live up to the hype. Okay. Um, yeah, I was expecting more uh, of a negative review from you. Uh, what, but I will say, I thought Kate Blanchett did an excellent job. Um, I think I mentioned this to you before that I thought that everyone else around her was nowhere near as strong as she was. I thought the acting was uninspiring. I thought um, they, the cast was dull. I had no interest in whatever it was that they were doing. I felt that um, there was too many scenes that took place off stage. Um, one of the center of like uh, themes of the movie or, or like real conflicts, we never even got to see uh, a you know alleged victim we didn't even get to see her we didn't really get to uh, I guess connect with her um, everything was just pretty much seen through the eyes of Kate Blanchett and I thought like I said that she did an excellent job but I wish that she would have had a better supporting cast I didn't care what happened to the supporting cast as a year you're that right oh true. yes and yeah and there was lots of innuendo yeah you know and there was lots of uh you know, hints about things and references to things. And you really just were left up to whatever your own inferences were about a lot of it. You know, a lot of it just was not shown and was not clearly spelled out or acted out. You know, so yeah, that part is very true. And it was too long for me. It was uh, I only, thought so too. It was only two and a half hours. They could have cut at least a half hour, maybe even longer. Um, maybe it would have kept kept my interest. I mean, I, it was interesting but it was also 
just because of Kate Blanchett. Like, we didn't care about really too much what happened to the side characters. Well, Kate, the end for Kate Blanchett is what you were looking forward to. That was all that was left. Right. There was no no other interesting character, no other right. character interesting enough to to for you to even be, you know, to even identify with. Right. It really was the Kate Blanchett show right. from the beginning to the end. All right. What what are your what's your review? What's your rating? I'm gonna say six. I'm gonna give it a six. I'm giving it a six a premium. Only, uh, yeah, I'm giving it a premium, a kind of mid-low premium. Uh, only because it was different. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the run-of-the-mill sort of expose and sexual exploitation kind of movie that we've been accustomed to seeing. Mm -hmm. And only because they flipped the script, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, so absolutely. those those things make it uh, a little bit more interesting. And and that's it. Not because I thought it was such a good script. What do you think about her nomination? Or uh, best actress. I do think she did a, a good job, but it wasn't as good as I thought it would be uh, in any category. Okay. It was not as good as I thought it was going to be in any category at all. Okay. Including her performance. I, uh, I'm going to give it a premium. I'm right with you. I probably will go a six and a half. Um, I'm giving it a six and a half based solely on the strength of her performance. Because if they would have had another person, I think, playing the role, I, I think it would have maybe been a hooch uh, because she had the, right. she, she was asked to do a lot with a little. Um, so I thought it was, um, it was okay. It was, a, it, to me, it didn't live up to the hype. Like I said, this is nominated for Best Picture. She's nominated for Best Actress. I'm okay with her being nominated for Best Actress. Don't think this is deserving of a Best Picture uh, nomination. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on to another uh, Les Alone movie called To Leslie. And To Leslie, the performance in this movie just kind of snuck in. And this woman, um, Andrea Roseborough, is, is nominated for an Oscar for Best Actress. And I uh, actually really enjoyed it. So Leslie is a single mother from West Texas. And she wins the lotto and blows her winnings and pretty much... Uh, uh, abandons you know her family and this is to me a story about addiction well now we have to say uh in her defense she didn't win millions she only won 190,000 this is true as lotteries go that wasn't the biggest that wasn't the biggest, you know that wasn't the biggest we're used to now they even go up to more than a billion right. and so we used to millions and hundreds of millions she right. won Hundred and ninety thousand. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't. Want I mean, to it, it's significant, but, but just so you to put it in context, right? Yeah. I don't want to give you know too much away okay. to people because um, okay. I think a lot. I think going into this, the less you know about it, the more you will really enjoy. The more you'll enjoy it, um, yeah. But I will say it's about addiction and redemption, and um, there's some nice little performances from Alice and Jenny. Um, we have Andre Royo guys from um The Wire, Bubbles. Um, uh, yeah. And then Mark, Mark Marin, I think that's his name. Uh, he's like the lead actor in here. He's, he does a really good job. I have to remember his name. He's from Jersey City and I should know. Yeah. Um, right. he, has, he does a good job. So my, um, I'm, I'm going to just go and give my, my rating. I'm yeah. going to give it a top shelf nine. Okay. Um, her performance to me, I thought was excellent and extremely believable. Um, and it was a nice, cute little short film. Right. So, go ahead, yeah, uh, I'm going to say I, I, I too, 
enjoyed too, Leslie, a lot. I liked it a lot. And what I liked about it is that you could relate to it right away from the very beginning, from the opening scene. She behaved the way most of us would behave under the circumstances. Uh, now, uh, you know, what happened down the road, you know, was something different because unfortunately she made some bad choices that really threw her off track. Um, but many of us can identify with that too. And if not for our, about ourselves, about others that we are close to, and, you know, we know and we understand. And what I liked it is that, what I, uh, the other thing I liked about it was that she was able to um, come full circle. You know, she traveled a rough, 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 rough road, you know, but she was able to, you know, to come out of it and experience a, a lot of positive things. And, um, it, it just was real good. I don't want to give away too much. I don't want to, you know, I have a tendency to give away too much. So I don't want to do that. I just want to say um, it was, I was surprised. It was a, a, a great human interest story and, and you would like it. And it was something likable or even lovable about every character. Yeah. Every character they had, it showed something where they were warm hearted mm -hmm. or they gave you another chance or they were understanding every single character mm -hmm. had that piece about them. Yeah. 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 And I love that. So I think the writing was really good. And uh, and I'm going to go, the only reason I'm not going to go nine, I'm going 8.5. I would go nine, except top that. Show. Uh, yeah, I'm going top shelf. Oh, yeah, top shelf. 8.5, not a nine. Only reason not a nine, because uh, the underlying theme is is a, a very common theme. Yeah. So they, you know, that part was an original, but the way well, it was handled, story. a true story. story. Yeah. yeah. And the way, the way it was handled, um, was wonderful. The writing was wonderful. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, that one definitely top shelf, eight point five. And what do you give her performance? You think her of her performance? As far as far as I'm concerned, I, I think her performance was better than Kate Blanchett. I think her performance was better. Now that might just be because she was more likable. And just seemed like she was just making such cuckoo decisions. You wanted to either bump, knock her in the head or give her a hug, right. you know. So, um, you know, uh, her performance. I think that was written for her. Yeah, I think that that role was written and, for well, her. The fun she looked the part, and she and she behaved the and, part, and she really played a different. Than her type because she's British. And yeah, she's playing yeah. West Texas. Yeah. yeah, she she really was out there. She yeah. she really was out there with her behavior. It was it was uh, very enjoyable. Okay, all right, good. So um, let's talk about a couple of recommendations before we do um, you know, our normal shows. Um, one is The Accused, and it debuted on Hulu, and it's a series that chronicles everyday people. Each episode, it appears to be a standalone episode. Uh, it opens up in a courtroom, introducing the accused without really knowing the crime or the backstory. And we gradually are giving pieces of the events leading up to the trial. And this first episode starred uh, Michael Chickalis, who was the commish, uh, Jill Hennessy, and Robert Wisdom, for you guys, he was also on The Wire. And this one tackles um, school shootings. And my um, before you... Well, we don't need to talk too much about it, but you can let me know what you think, but I have a question for you. But okay, so I'm going to tell you, I, you know, if this is, is in the indi any indication, this first episode, if it's any indication of what the whole series is going to be like, it's going to be a hell of a fine series. Really good. 
you know, really riveting and, you know, and these people are, I, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I do want to say that these, okay, okay. So, you know, this doctor, he's a, um, a surgeon, he's a very wealthy and, you know, you would think that they have everything going and they do, but, and they have two sons and one son, he's clicking well, we on. Go into that okay, okay. Stand alone. okay, listen, okay. So let me just tell you this you know, part of it is going perfectly, but then there's this other son. And that's what the whole story is based on. And the interaction and dynamics within that family. Uh, and it is off the hook. It is excellent. And I would highly recommend it. And that's all I'm going to say. And it, so my question to you is, mom, if you were, well, you are a parent, um, but if you were a parent and you knew that your child had some serious problems, um, what would you do? It depends on what the problems were. Well, if you thought that your child was evil. Yes, every intervention possible. Every intervention available to me. Every intervention. And, and if I thought that it was a matter of having that child contained mm -hmm. somewhere, they would be contained. Okay. Because the harm... I don't know that I would have my child contained because I thought they were going to do some harm to him or herself. That's a different story because I think I could handle that. You know, I, I would feel. But if I thought that they were going to go uh, pick up a gun and go shoot up somewhere, I would have them contained. Absolutely. To save others. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. This was, this one was a really interesting one, guys. We highly recommend you. Lots of moral yeah. dilemmas going on in this one. Yeah. Okay, the second um show that we wanted to talk about, and I'm late to the party on this one um, because this is season three. And um, I, from what I'm told, and I'll go back and watch old episodes, that this season is completely different than the first two. It's called Truth Be Told, starring Octavia Spencer, and she is the host of a podcast, a true crime series podcast. And this is season three, episode one, and she's tackling missing girls in the community. And um, Gabrielle Union is starring in this season. I'm not sure if she's going to be a season regular, I guess maybe this for this season. Um, she is a principal, um, a concerned principal at a local uh, high school. Right. And so for me, I thought the first episode was really good, gave us a little bit of um, a backstory. And, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, what happens moving forward. I'm not going to give away too much yet because huh? I don't know. What about yeah. you? Yeah. And, you know, Gabby is good in it. She was very good. She was a very caring principal. And I mean, she was out there grinding, uh, passing out posters and everything, looking for a missing a uh, young girl, a student at her high school. I think that she's like a 15-year-old girl. And um, and Gabby is very caring. And she's, of course, up against all kind of uh, politics within the community. She meets with lots of opposition. And, um, and she's doing a good job politicking her way through it while still being involved and committed to these missing young girls. And specifically, they're emphasizing missing young girls of color, who, you know, sometimes do not get the media attention that they deserve. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's really good. And uh, Octavia Spencer is, um, uh, to me, she's just like a sort of mini detective in addition. And she works closely with a, a very also concerned police 
chief or captain. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly what his position is, but he's also very good and he pretends to be opposed to her, but in fact, he helps her mm-hmm. and gives her lots of information. And um, and she's really good in the podcast. It's like a community-based kind of podcast where Octavia Spencer is working with the individual families to help them locate the missing girls. Mm-hmm. And I won't go further. Well, it's, 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 it's plenty of people that may have already, have already seen it. it. Well, well, at, at, so at this at this juncture, um, I, I would say it's very good. I like the focus and and I like the the uh, lead characters that I've met up with so far mm-hmm. and this you is know, yeah octavia spencer's vehicle yeah and 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 mm-hmm. she, and she's good in it yeah. and i like her in it as well and I, I i and i did really like gabby i liked her as the principal of that school well, yeah. i like yeah i liked her in that role a lot and um and uh the police captain or whatever like i said i'm not sure of his position but he also was good so like i said the main characters are very good and i like I like the spin that they're putting on it because it's all about helping in the community and emphasizing where where energy needs to be placed. You okay. know, yeah, so I we'll, like it. We'll follow up more with it, you know, as the season progresses. But just wanted to put that on the radar if you haven't already. If you're late to the party, like I am. Uh, okay, so let's talk about a couple of shows that we've already uh, been watching. Um, Last of Us obviously still is a new series. Um, but we are following when the show opens. We're following Joel, played by Pedro Pascal, and Tess, played by Anna Torv, and Ellie, who was played by Bella Ramsey, as they travel through Boston on their way to the Fireflies hideout. Um, and Tess unfortunately is bit and infected. Tess is infected. Ellie yeah. is bit too, but she doesn't but appear infected. to be infected. Right. 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 Um. What what are you, what are your thoughts, Mom? Because okay, um, this one surprisingly, yeah, I like it. Okay, okay. Initially, I didn't because I'm like, oh my god, more doom and gloom. I can't deal with all these dystopian type things with the old end of the world and oh boy, you know. And I really just you know just went into it with a, just a negative bias toward the whole genre. Okay, and that really is you know the truth of it. However. I said, let me give it a chance because I really like Mandalorian. Okay. He's <laughs> Mandalorian to me. Yeah. And I really do like him. And I said, let me give it a chance. And I just, you know, watched it and just focused on the action and, you know, and what was going on and the acting and so forth. And I mean, there's still these, you know, do, you know, ridiculous monsters and all that kind of thing going on. But uh, really the story, ridiculous. but the story is good. Well, you know, like this, I said, it's based on a uh, off of a video, video game. So, yeah, you know, but but the story is good and the story is interesting. And you know what? You will you will just be looking for the next bit of action, and you'll be looking for oh, I hope they you root for them. They become the heroes, and you you know you're rooting for them. You want them to make it. Like I was I was you know sorry when Tess was infected. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that to be because she was such a trooper and working so hard with everything mm-hmm. and. I hated to see her be infected. I hated to see Tessa's demise, you yeah. know, but, uh, you know, that's what happened. Um, it, it's it's good. So far, all I can say to you is that, you know, as this genre goes, it, it ranks high. It's right up there. It's very good. Yeah. And we're going to meet a couple of new characters um, because Tess asked Joel 
to take Ellie to take to, Ellie to to, to, to safety to, to, to yeah. home to safety we'll, or whatever. We'll find out if yeah, because yeah. I think it's some some more famous celebrities that and and along the road. Yeah, right. along the road. It's a rough road, but um, you know that's that's the whole journey. That's the whole adventure for us to experience. You know, vicariously, obviously. You know, um, how they're going to make it through, and if they're going to make, make it through. Yeah. Okay, so we'll keep you updated on The Last of Us. Um, our last show um, of the week is BMF, which uh, a lot of stuff is going down early on in the season. Um, I would say that Meech, to, to me, the way they had Meech playing, I don't know. He makes a lot of, um, you know, not bad decisions. decisions. Bad right. decisions. Right. Yes, he does. You know, and I, I see how come Meech went to jail. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, you know, it's funny because the son was on uh, maybe a, a talk show or podcast. I'm not sure. And he was saying that his father was saying that a lot of the things weren't didn't go down the way they made it go down on TV. Um, so who knows? We know that there's always a creative life. Well, yes, and I'm quite sure that was explained, you know. But then again, if he's talking, he wants to tell his story too. So it's all oh, good. Of course, of course. It's all good. And, we we and respect and embrace and it all. I'm sure that they got the okay. Oh, yeah. So I don't oh, yeah. think this No, no, we know that. And they are involved. They are consulted. Right. Well, the, the, the know. son is playing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. So, you so, know, well, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Right. You know, did he ever get out of that no. situation? Oh, well, he did. The son did. About stealing the rope? Well, the son was on the that radio. Was a, I think that was a mistake. I think it, I don't think it was like that. I just, I just hope. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Right, I'm yeah. sorry I mentioned it. Go ahead. I hope he didn't steal it. I, I don't think he did that, Meech. So, I don't think he did that. Whatever. All I know is, is that Meech, uh, somebody was stealing from Meech, and Meech asked another like big drug pen to help him out of the situation. And the drug pen said, look, I'll punch you the money if you bring such and such person to me, but you have to bring him to me alive. And of course, Meech and his, his boy, uh, B. Mickey, they you know, had to kill him. Well, B, B. Mickey shot him. He didn't know if he was killing him or not, but, but the way they did it, it was wild shooting. Yeah. But the thing about it, in order for them to, to get him, they exposed themselves. But see, all that was really foolish. Mm -hmm. All that was foolish because I don't know what the time frame was. Mm -hmm. All they had to do was wait and sneak him. Right. He had the window open there, exposing himself with everything with this, this woman. And, and, and it was a woman he shared with, with the guy who was out to kill him. With the guy who had the back well, on his head. I don't think he shared it because I don't think the man knew about it. He pulled a, a hole. Well, maybe he didn't. Well, maybe he didn't willingly share. But but they, she was being shared. Yeah, right. But uh, but it, you know, I mean, they they didn't. When you say making bad decisions, they didn't even take a minute to think that through. You know, how can I? Get him alive and don't expose myself. Right. You know, they didn't even think about that. And they're that. young, too. Yeah. You know? Well, well, young or old. They didn't yeah. think about it. You know? Uh, so, That's but you know, but, that, but see, but yeah, but that was the job. Right. You know, that was the job. Bring him back alive because the guy wanted to kill him himself. Right. So, you, so, know, you see, that didn't work out too well. Me. Yeah. So, that didn't work out. So, the other thing is that... Uh, all the disharmony in the family, you know, and 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 that's difficult. That's very difficult to find some kind of balance because the parents love their son. Mm -hmm. 
But where do you go? What do you do? You don't like what he's doing. You see what he's doing. You don't like this. You don't like that. But you want your son to come around. You're telling the son to take the jury off his, you know, you know, his gold chains and jury. You're telling the son to take the jury off when he comes to the table, but you know. Well, you're talking about Terry now. Now you. No, no, I'm talking about Meech. The father was telling Meech. Meech sat there with a big medallion on. Must have been. Well, okay. Well, 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 whatever. Listen, it's the same thing. It doesn't even really matter. What it is is that you know the father is having difficulty with Meech mm-hmm. because Meech is out there. Terry supposedly is not, but we know that's not right either. Mm-hmm. But so there's this relationship. You know where the son got the money from and what he's doing. You know he doesn't have a legitimate job. You know everything he gets is ill-gotten gains. Mm-hmm. You know that. But yet he's at the table and you're telling him to take it off. Right. I mean, the, you you still in it. You know right. where he got it from, you know. And then you're telling the mother don't take no money for this or for that, but yet the mother has always got her hand out open for money for everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the son is in and out and in and out. And, yeah. and you know, you're protecting the family or you're not. You either have to totally break ties with this son or right. you or or either way, because it, it's like being a little bit pregnant. Either you're pregnant or you're not. You know, not if you're pregnant, you're getting a your baby in nine months. You know what I mean? It's just that. So if he's halfway in it, he's subjecting the family to all the things that they would be subjected to no matter. That's you know, true. so that part is really kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a certain things that were difficult. I like Snoop playing the preacher. I don't know what they did with Snoop's hairdo, but I love Snoop playing the preacher. That part was good. Uh, it was a lot. I don't know how deep you want me to go into it because I can, you know, oh, go no, deep into it. But a lot, a lot, of, a lot of very foolish mistakes. You know, you know the life you lead, and how come you got your little young sister in the car with you? You know what well, you're running up against. Yeah, it's me. I, I was just gonna say, you yeah. know, all the stuff that Meech is still That's Meech and Terry. Meech and Terry. No, I was gonna say that Meech still has Terry's back. Even right. though you know oh, yeah. they're at odds with each oh, other, yeah. and but they're you know, brothers, so you know, yeah. Still, yeah, and so you know, Meech helps and, out and Terry, Terry, and Terry still helps out Meech too. Yeah. You yeah. know, to 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 a to great extent, yeah. yeah. Meech, yeah. you know, helps out Terry. He's in the car accident, and they go and they, you know, do whatever they do to the people who you know messed up Terry's car, you know, and then Lila. Why? Why do they have her playing this role? They could have found another role for her. It's just so inappropriate. You know what? Play that role. And then, yeah, and this kid is in high school. And then, yeah. la, la. but but wait a minute. But wait a minute. This thing that her husband slapped her and she had the knot on her face or the scar, whatever. To me, that sounds like a setup. What you doing out there at night? And what is he doing out there at night? And there, yeah. and you all both just happen to meet there. To me, that yeah. sounds like a setup. Yeah. You know how she tries to lure him in because she maybe want her husband killed or beat up or want to get yeah. rid of him. Yeah. To me, that looked like a setup That's already. It seemed like, you know, she's going down that route. So. Yeah, you know. And why are you sharing that? You could have told him, I, oh, I had a fight with my sister. Right. Me, and sis- me and my sister had a tussle. Or oh, I fell. Oh, I got a rash. Why you? Why did you have to tell Terry that, that you this man beat you up? You right. know, and didn't know that he's a gullible young boy. Right. You know, so yeah. and wild and full of testosterone and crazy. Right. Easy to manipulate. I didn't. I didn't like that. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that part. I know. And then and now I'm with you. Very inappropriate. And, and, and the biggest thing that happened in this episode was Lamar. You know, shooting Meech. We forgot to mention that. Was Lamar have all this strength? The man barely was walking oh, around in gators that he stole in the hospital. 
<laughs> Wait a minute, but no, he got up and 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 beat the crap out of the detective yeah. and, and crawled the one out and they picked him up in the street. Then he goes to the funeral home and stealing gators. You gotta wear gators, stealing gators off right. of a cadaver. Right. You know, I'm like, man, they're going too far mm-mm, with mm-mm. it. It's turning into like a superhero type thing. But you know what? Well, I guess that's the mystique. You know what? I guess that's the mystique in him. But I'm gonna tell you something. I don't like Lamar. Lamar is Lamar attacks people for no reason. He's un, he's 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 out of control with his violence. Mm-hmm. He's not just he just targets anybody randomly, mm-hmm. you know, and he doesn't care. And he's just really nasty. And you know what? And he never looked clean. I know this is a strange thing to say, but from the time he got out of jail, he never looked like he combed his hair and took a shower and put on clean clothes. You know. He never looked like that he cleaned be, up. That might be part of his scheme. But, but wait a minute. He ne- he always looked like a bum. He always looked like somebody you want to tell, get the hell out the store. Mm-hmm. Just stop loitering. Get the hell from in front of my store. Yeah. He always looked like a bum. Mm-hmm. But now you're stealing gators? Yeah, that's true. That, you got to wear gators? Yeah. You know, um, it doesn't but, make sense. Yeah, you know, but you but all along when you was out here free and, and you could have wouldn't take a shower and cleaned up like most people when they get out of jail. You know, yeah. you know, you never did it. You know, so interesting. I don't know. I don't know, but okay. All right. Okay. Well but a lot going on with a that. Lot going on with going on. Yeah. Um yeah, so we'll, you know, talk more about BMF next week. That's it. My, I just wanted to mention a couple of things on a much more serious note. Um, just all of the violence, um, in particular, gun violence that's going on in this country. Uh, you know, it's it's just an American tragedy. I mean, oh, it's you know worldwide, but the Asian community. You know, they had a couple of really big losses um, with the half Bay Moon shooting and then Monterey Park. Um, and then um, these cops um, have been jailed and charged with the murder and the beating of the death of a black motorist, Tyree Nichols, and they also happen to be black. Um, I just wanted to say, um, you know, we all need to heal. We need to love each other and um, respect one another. And guys, we need to we need to fight for stronger gun control oh where there is no gun control right. virtually. Right. Okay. And I had stronger gun laws than that, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'll just leave it alone. Well, let's just say this. They need stronger. Oh, right, right, they, they right. Let, let, let's just put it that way. And, you know, and the next time we talk, I'm going to have a little bit more information to give out, you know, a little bit more information to share with our listening uh, audience, you know, regarding, you know, if you would like to, you know, what we can do, you know, to help stop, the, stop the, the violence, gun violence and or gun control. Just, just, you know, just a, a little information, you know, that where you can reach out and, you know, I'm, I'm going to share that with you the next time we talk. Yes. And, okay. and of course, police brutality. That's a whole nother story. Well, that's all part of gun that's violence. All, well, that wasn't. And, and violence. That was just, yeah. 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 And violence. Yeah. yeah. Police brutality. Yeah. You better bet. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're going to shift um, to something that's a little bit more, I don't know if this is happy, but um, Pamela Anderson has a new documentary coming out called A Love Story um, on Netflix. And one thing that she mentions from- Her and Burt Reynolds? Pamela Anderson? 
Is was Pamela Anderson? Oh no, that's Lonnie, Lonnie Anderson. Anderson. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, that's Tony. 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 Yeah. 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 And so she, I think that she, that woman, I think, just passed away. But that's Pamela. Um, anyway, she yeah, mentions no, from the trailer um, and in interviews promoting the documentary how she feels the producers of Pam and Tommy were assholes and owe her a, an apology. Um, you know, she said that the actors, they look like they were wearing ha Halloween costumes. She said she had to relive the event again and she never profited from the video. Uh, she turned down $5 million that was initially offered to her um, back in the day for the video. Um, my my thoughts to you on this is, should producers be forced to get the consent from the primary subject of a project or should they just, you know, go ahead and do whatever they want to do? Or go ahead and do right. whatever they want to do. But what if, like Pamela Anderson said, she was not happy about the sex tape. That was nothing that she promoted. And she, you know, they're profiting off of her trauma. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's how it is. They're public figures. They're public figures. They put it all that. No, they're public figures. And that's how they make their money. And that's how other people make their money off them. You know, should it happen? I don't know if it should happen, but I know that it's legal and it does. But do you think that they should receive some type of compensation from it? Like if you use my story, even though I don't consent to it, should I receive some compensation from it? Generally, I think people do. Uh, I don't know about all the time, but she, I think no, she didn't. My husband didn't. I, I they didn't don't, agree. I don't. Well, then it's unauthorized. It is unauthorized. Well, okay. See, so then you go. It's very difficult for me to say because then you go into your freedom of speech rights. Then sure. you go into amendment. Sure. You know, and you right. You know what I mean. And it's hard to go there. So I mean, it can you can do it as an unauthorized, you know, biography or well, it can't be autobiography, but biography or unauthorized story, however you want to put it. Um, and then that's just it. But I think what should happen is that you have to label it as as such. Yeah. You know, you have to say that it's unauthorized versus versus authorized, and that it's you know, if it's unauthorized, then we understand. That is apt to be fiction, mm -hmm. you, you right? Versus what really happened, and then sometimes the unauthorized version is more factual than the version that you would get from the actual individual because they don't want to ex expose that mm -hmm. part of their lives. Yeah, you know. So the truth is somewhere in between. Okay, so no, sometimes. Sometimes you will never get the truth if you're waiting for authorization. Yeah. So, you know, in so the interest in the interest of truth and fairness, no, I don't think you need uh, the person's uh, consent or or that the person should profit. I think the person should profit if you get if they approve and get you give they give their consent. And they're, you know, consulted. Mm -hmm. I think they should profit then. Okay, that okay. makes sense. I like yeah. that. that yeah. that's that's smart, and yeah. I, and I like that. Yeah.
I was going to say, I think it's difficult because with someone like Pamela Anderson, she has a platform. And so she's able to right now do her own documentary. And I think that she was, I think they were working on a documentary when she actually found out that they were doing Pam and Tommy. So I think that her stuff was already in the works. Gotcha. Um, but, but I will say that it's hard for people who are already celebrities, um, hard for me to feel a, a lot of sympathy for them right. because they have a huge platform, but as a human right. being, right. I'm, I'm sympathetic to, you know, how she was treated as a woman. And how, you know, she was made to feel uh, inferior and they took advantage to a certain extent. Well, that's a whole different that's level. A, right. That's a whole different thing having to do with human rights, right. Right. you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I can appreciate that as well. So we might we might watch that. And here's the other thing yeah. about uh, people like Pamela Anderson. Uh, and others who are, you know, public figures and have made their money that way. Like you said, they still have that platform. She's still able to generate money. Right. And that, which is what she's doing. All right. So, you know. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like regular people who. And you know what, you know what, so probably don't get anything. You know what really comes to mind? That's right. You know what comes to mind? The two movies, if you juxtapose the two movies about Aretha Franklin. The authorized version was much more sanitized mm -hmm. than the unauthorized version. Mm -hmm. The version where Aretha with, with Jennifer Hudson mm -hmm. consulted and chose Jennifer Hudson to play her was not nearly as revealing mm -hmm. as the version with, uh, 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 what's the name? Eero, what's the name? Uh, Cynthia? Cynthia Arrivo. Arrivo, right. right, with Cynthia Arrivo. It was much more revealing, right? Yeah, you know, I and agree. and painted a kind of different picture about controversial areas of Aretha's life. That's true, and 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 that is because they took data from other people mm -hmm. living and testimony from other family members and friends mm -hmm. and told the story. Whereas Aretha, who was notoriously tight-lipped mm -hmm. about her private business, yeah. consulted on the other one, and everything was sort of la-la-la-la-la, la-la-la-la-la. Yeah. La, 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 la. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got you. Yeah. Not only yeah. saying fairy tale, because yeah. it wasn't painted as fairy tale, but much yeah. more. Yeah, compared versus PG. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what happens, and that's why in the, in the interest of truth, Sometimes you may not want. Okay, look, look at uh, Mia Farrow and Ronan Farrow. Okay, just real quick, Mia Farrow and and Ronan Farrow. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I guess that's his last name. You know, everybody sees him. You know, she had him around a certain time and this net and, and everything. And everybody sees this kid comes out looking exactly like Frank Sinatra, but nobody has ever publicly. Uh, Mia Farrow has never, ever publicly admitted that he's Frank Sinatra's son, yeah. and a blind person can Could see that. he's just like and, Frank Sinatra. And Woody Allen never has any biological children. Has none. Has none. Right. Has none. And, yeah. and, and right. he's had plenty so, of women. So, okay. So, so say I'm a writer, yeah. and I'm writing. What am I supposed to talk to Mia and listen to what she says, which is denied, denied, denied? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to go with you know that DNA evidence I have. Oh, both. I would hear both. Yeah, stories. you know, you would hear both, but you will tell both. You tell both. Yeah, but if you're waiting to hear only what's published through the actual person, what the actual person is saying, you will never get to the, what is probably the truth. Right. 
you will never get to that. Okay. okay, so so that's why you need kind of need both. You need the authorized and the unauthorized. Okay. You know? All right. Well, yeah. Um, and then some people are just more forthcoming. Some people want to tell the truth and get it out there. And some people want to keep the truth hidden okay. forever. Well, before my, well, let, let's move on. Okay. Before I get okay. into um, Peju's sports rant, um, we're going to, uh, I don't know if you heard this, Mom. Now, this was just really ridiculous. So a Texas priest said that he went to hell and they were torturing guests with Rihanna number one hit singles. Gerald Johnson is the leader of Gerald A. Johnson Ministries in Texas. And last month, he documented um, his journey to hell on TikTok. The video is now going viral. And currently, he has over 500,000 likes, as I'm reading this to you. Anyway, in the video caption, hell is a real place. I was there in 2016. Johnson says that when he had a heart attack seven years ago, he felt his spirit left his physical body to take a trip down to Satan's playground and it still baffles him. He then details the trip down to the center of the earth, shares visions of demons and describes the music section of hell. It was the same music that we hear on earth, but as opposed to entertainers singing it, the music demons were singing it. It was some of the same. And he specifically mentions Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bob Marley, Bust Your Windows by Jasmine Sullivan and Umbrella by Rihanna as songs used to torture Hell's visitors. So every lyric to every song is to torment you as to the fact that you didn't worship God through music when you were on the earth. Okay, so, so, okay so he's a clear racist. No, ma. He is black. Oh, he's a clear fool. Right. Okay. Yes. Oh, oh, so he doesn't like secular music. Correct. Okay. All right. Correct. Now I thought I thought because since everybody you named it was black, I just thought you know. Well, okay. He, well, he listens to black music, but not but he listens to non secular music. He listens to gospel. To me, he sounds like he sounds like a, a fool. Thing. A fool. Like you would say, a fool. Zip Zang Fool. That was a um, oh, Judge Maybelline. Judge Maybelline. Judge Maybelline. Okay. Yes, he's the one who says that Zip Zang Fool. Okay, and yeah. that's exactly right. Right. All right, we can move on. Okay, Ma. so here is Peju Sports Rant. Are you excited? I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go pay. Yeah, yeah, get him, get him, get him. No, so I love basketball and I love the talented athletes who play the game. But what makes you think you can just take off because it's a Sunday or it's a Monday or hell, it's back-to-back game? Many of these players are under the age of 30 and they can't play 60 out of 82 games. The ticket prices for these games are insane. The nosebleed tickets, Ma, are $250. If you want a good seat for a family of four, and I said a good seat, you may pay $2,000 or more. And the superstars can't show up. Some of the superstars can't show up to the game. And they're on the sideline in street clothes. And some of them are doing dance moves, excited when their team makes a point. I'm offended. And you guys know who I'm talking to. Not the players with legitimate injuries or emergencies, but the players who are more concerned with their brand than the fans who spend hundreds, sometimes thousands, to come see them. So, my the reason why I mentioned this to you is that Charles Barkley, 
Of course, he was not happy about load management when it came to NBA players. He said, I cannot wait for these owners to put their foot in their asses this next CBA. So that's the collective bargaining agreement with players. Right. These dudes are going to do something to those players. They're going to be like, wait a minute. You can't make $50 million a year and not play half the season, okay? Because now you're really just slapping me in my face and taking my check twice a month. So, my, what do you think about this? Oh, and one more thing. Here's the superstar players that are notorious for this. Number five, Joel Embiid. Number four, Zion Williamson, who is 22 years old. Okay. Anthony Davis, who is uh, number three on the list. Kyrie Irving. I know Kyrie is. I thought Kyrie was number one. Number one is Kawhi Leonard. Oh, why misses every every year? He oh, misses wow. 30, 40 games. Oh, yeah. he's just a nicer, softer spoken yeah, guy, but he just won't play, but right? He, but that check, yeah, but he cashes that check, his yeah, account every yeah. Year, twice a month. Yeah. So, mom, what are your thoughts on this? Here's, here's the thing, mm-hmm. okay? Talking real business mm-hmm. when they go into their collective bargaining, mm-hmm. guess what? what? Things are going to be different. They're going to have to stop guaranteeing these guys all that money. Mm-hmm. If they weren't guaranteed that money, they wouldn't do that. That's right. All of a sudden, there's injuries that take, you know, weeks and weeks to heal. All of a sudden, they'd be healed in two or three days. They'd be like, what's my man Patrick Mahomes limping on the field? Right. They'd be out there limping on the court. Right. Okay. They are guaranteed that money. They don't have to do anything for it. They know it's coming and they don't care. Now, I don't know if they can do anything retrospectively to take that money or to stop that. But guess what? Moving forward, these young guys are going to feel it. Oh, Moving forward, because they have learned that that money is supposed to be incentive, but it's a disincentive. For people who want and to their money in the NBA, every contract is guaranteed. It's not exactly. the NFL. NFL, you they have maybe two. Right, right. And NFL, you have to get your brains kicked out. Right. You know? But but no, baby. They these pampered, spoiled, and selfish players, mm-hmm. that's gonna be the end of that whole group. Yep. They're coming moving forward, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to make up for the money that they lost. Mm-hmm. with these other players I, and I that's what's going to happen think about this think about if you were a person who was like a really huge basketball fan and you you spent all your money and you've taken two and three kids or your husband and everybody's right. going and it cost you three or four thousand dollars and you want to go see uh you know, you go see Kyrie hmm. Kyrie sitting there but oh you're going to go see Kawhi right he's sitting over well you know bench. what well, you know what? You want to go see Unibrow. And you know what? And you know what? But at the time, I thought he did jack with Anthony Davis every time. He said, listen. Steph. Steph takes out a lot. Well, a lot Steph might take out. But, I, but see, I give Steph a pass. I give LeBron. I give those people who are like, you know, mid-30s and all that stuff. I give them a pass because they've right. been playing a while. But right. Anthony Davis has been doing that for many years. Yeah. Because Zion Williamson is 22 years He's just getting started. Old. Oh no, that's ridiculous! But see, he learned in the BS already. He's starting out with it. You, when you start out BSing, 
if that doesn't bode well for the future. Yeah. But you know what? But I don't know how long it's going to take uh, um, CBA and the NBA to learn. But you know what? They're going to flip the script. Yeah. It's not going to continue to go that way. They're not crazy. They it's not going to continue to money that's it you know then that you're not getting paid fifty thousand or something and then and then they don't even they don't even get hurt like they used to they don't even fight anymore in the old days they might really have have gotten their behind kick they might have been they don't even fight like that no more and people don't play defense like they used to yeah 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 right yeah so you know um yeah the charles barkley you know i'm 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 with him i'm not you know barkley was in agreement stephen a smith Uh, yeah yeah it's ridiculous they're not they're not earning their keep Uh uh-uh they're not earning their keep they're cheating they're cheating everybody they're cheating the whole game they're cheating everybody the fans you know the other players they're cheating everybody Okay, um, so I have one more topic before I get into our book club of the month uh, books. We have two books for this month. Um, my tipflation. So consumers seem to be fed up with being asked to leave gratuity, even when it seems that no service was actually done. The virtual tip jar has made it easier to tip workers and more pressure on the consumers. A recent poll from payments.com said nearly 60% of restaurants' best customers are cutting back on tips. Has tipping gone too far? And should they increase wages? Or you think they should increase the current tipping model, which is all over the damn place? They need to increase wages so that the employees are guaranteed certain whatever. And then the tips need to be capped, okay? And the tips need to be just what it says, token in performance, okay? Not because, oh, I have a jar that says tip me, okay? And I haven't seen any service. Nobody did anything. Mm -hmm. Nobody brought a spoon, a fork, a plate, or anything. In fact, I bust my own trays, Mm -hmm. got my own food, baby, and whatever, Nobody even did anything. And then forget poor performance. That's a whole nother insult. Mm -hmm. Okay. But now when you come to my door and you bring me my groceries, I don't have no problem tipping you. When you carrying my bags and you doing this and you getting your hustle on, you're going to get tipped. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you got everything I asked for, did what I want. That to, to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes there's other constraints that you can't overcome, you right. know, but to the best of your ability, you're going to get a lovely tip, okay, because I appreciate that, and I see you working, I feel you, you know, it's tips for many different things, but when you just have tip, and then tip who? Is that your nickname? And it's just like, what you automatic, it's an automatic default when you go for takeout, and it's like, because you feel guilty, because you don't want to not give a tip, but it's like, man, like, I'm not going to give you like I'm 20, not, 25%. Why, why like am I, I tipping you at a restaurant? Why, why, why am I tipping you for no service? No, I'm just not. And I'm not You right. know, like I've given this. Like, back in the day, back in the day, okay, they used to have uh, somebody bagging the groceries and something like that. Now, even though that may be part of the checkout person's job Mm -hmm. they may have somebody there usually be a young kid Mm -hmm. it could be somebody older but whatever right you know somebody just who's there working you know maybe helping back sometimes they would have a little tip 
opinion or Jordy or whatever. I didn't have any problem with that. I'm good with that because whatever is up, you perform in a service. Right. Whatever's up, you might double and, bag, you might bag carefully, you might put him in my wagon, you might do whatever, you know, back at that time. And you know, my, how you feel about the automatic tip? Because when you go to the movies, like when I go, when we go, well, you go with us all the time. Yeah, to, yeah, uh, yeah. To yeah. be a movie girl, it's automatic now. You still not be automatic. Okay. For Listen, us, yeah. that hurts the way, because we don't, we're like, okay, well, here's the gratuity, it's already on there. We would all, always give more than 18%, but okay. they already You mean that hurts, you mean that hurts them? That hurts them for an hour. Okay, okay let me tell you something, here's the thing about it, but it doesn't hurt most people, because most people don't, don't exceed that tip. But what do you think? And that's the truth. Well, studio movie grill, you know, I want to be careful about what I'm saying here. They do serve you they do deserve they, they, they do but they i do serve you i mean i have more of an issue with these people where you have the question well what was the service what what did they do no too, too I, much of a problem when they actually serve no, you. thousand percent believe you should be giving studio movie grill and anyone that is serving you a tip my thing is the automatic gratuity do you think that's a good idea? Because sometimes what you feel that most people won't give 18%. But see, for me, we give above that. I got you. And I got you. Like, I got you. But no, but see, but you're the example, not the rule. Okay. And it works for them to do it that way, which is why they do it. I don't have books. It's like Studio Movie Girl. I don't have any problem with them doing that because I think some people BS. Oh. I think some people will not. That's why they... Right. Because people will not consistently take and, uh, and, and they are getting service. Right. And and let's be honest, you get good service. Mm -hmm. Everything they issue for, if the only way you don't get it is if they don't have it. Right. You know, and, they, and they go up and down and they bring your stuff and they try to bring it to you warm. If you want to hold it a little bit or you you know, they try to accommodate you with all that. And to me, they make a good effort. Yeah. And 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 I kind of like their attitude. They have they make a good effort. Whatever you say, okay, they and they never oh, I don't it. Ah, you know, and, well, it, and they're pleasant about but it. But what about having so so you don't think that we should just have higher wages and no tip? How about that? Uh, higher wages and no tip. Yeah. No, I like a tip. I like I I think it should be both. I think it should be a little because the wages in those type jobs are never going to be that high. That you know, it depends. It depends. Well, if you well, not in a studio movie girl, but if well, I'm talking to, about those kind of jobs. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, those kind of jobs. How high are they ever going to go with them? You know, I, I think they should. I think they should raise the you know minimum wage. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think you should be you know if you want to tips should be more discretionary mm -hmm. and they should not put a, a minimum or well they don't never put a maximum mm -hmm. but a minimum on the tips i don't think they should do that necessarily depending upon the situation but i don't think they should use tips solely to compensate for you know below below you know average wages so i don't think they should do that that's and, that's, and that's what that's they do that's, That's what, what they, they do. do. Yeah. And I don't think that they, I definitely don't think that they, you know, when you're going to a cashier, that it should just automatically be like a default. Here's a tip. I don't, I don't think that's cool. You know, they should be paying no. them higher wages. 
But and that's, and that's what it is. And they even say that sometimes. But I will also say this um, as a person when I was younger, did wait tables that some people don't know how to tip. They, well, yeah. they see like a certain amount as far as, oh, this was $150. And they're like, oh, I'm going to give you $10. No, that's right. not an adequate tip. Right. No. Yeah. Some people won't do percentages. They won't do percentages. They're just you like, know. oh, well, I'm just Well, I mean, money. everything is, is some sort of percentage, but they okay. won't do the, the, they won't do the standard, the industry the standard of, uh, you know, yeah, right. and percentage. You should, and, no. you know, and, and when you're going to. Hey, here's $5. The bill was two or three hundred dollars. Well, look, that bill was two, two or three hundred dollars. I'm the hand. They'd be, they be glad to get another five dollars. Yeah, that's and, and that's the thinking. No, instead of thinking, right, like, right. You know, no, like, yeah, absolutely. Instead of giving sixty dollars or something, but no, no, that's not cool. Yeah, so, that's it. Oh, you know, I'm not giving them that. Oh, no. you know. <laughs> And some people are like that, yeah. you know. I, I don't. I some don't some like people, that. some people are very begrudging about a tip. And overall, there's there's some exceptions, like when you get no service and they're talking about tipping. It's what you did yourself, right. you know. That's an issue. But for the most part, I think people are deserving of tips, mm-hmm. and and a lot of people are in very low paying jobs. Where they use the tips to compensate, and it should not have to be that either. Well, it shouldn't be that way. No, the no, owners no, should pay no, them more. No, that's so, right. And if you need to have fewer staff, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, that's what happens. So, but you know, you gotta be careful because you know the owners are smart, and they'll decide we can computerize things more. So, so let's yeah, them yeah. Well, well, see, that's it. They're balancing everything. You know, that's that's the part about it. And don't forget, it's their profits also involved. All right, let's move on. Uh, we really have been running our mouths, but we have to get to uh, what was really important this week, which is the Bambushi Happy Hour Book Club um, of the month. And we have two books that we really um, wanted to talk about. And the first one is Spare by Prince Harry. And I have a couple of um, emails, um, well, quotes from sent emails sent to the Bambushi Happy Hour. One says, I'm team Harry and Megan. Fun read. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, the other one is, this book is well read and written, but it becomes less exciting in the second half. I give it a six out of ten. Okay. Okay. So, Ma, um... I don't know if you want to start with spare. Um, you can start with spare, and I'll tell you. I, I'll start with with a uh, with a uh, straight shooter. Okay. okay. So with spare, let me tell you what I thought from the very beginning. I had actually even sort of forgotten or put it in the back of my mind, sort of suppressed the fact that Harry is a soldier. He really is a mid. No, you know, we think of him as a fun loving, you know, running around kind of almost like a, a sort of renegade playboy type or something like that. And we really, I never really thought of him in terms of him being a serious soldier. But at one point, he really was. And he spent a lot of his time, uh, his, well, he's still young, but his younger self in the military. And yeah, he did. And he talked a lot about that yeah. in the book. Mm-hmm. He talks a great deal about that, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a certain level of protection, you know, that he had, but it was also a certain level of exposure. Yeah, it was. 
So I don't know what you laughing at, daughter, but it is, it was. And I had thought of him that way. And when he started the book and he started going into his life as a soldier, I don't know. I don't know how much in danger he really was, but he seemed to think he was in great danger. He's not in danger now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, based on the book, he wasn't always in the castle. The way he had it, they had him sleeping in the back closet. <laughs> he said he was sleeping in rooms he'd never seen before. <laughs> he, the way he had it, he was relegated to rooms that, you know, he had to sleep behind the servants, you know, somewhere, you know. But in the castle, was in the closet. He didn't even know what was supposed to be in those rooms. Well, before he but, got his uh, $30 million inheritance for his 30th birthday. Well, anybody. Listen, listen. You know, they, things was rough with him, okay? <laughs> you know, he couldn't even find his father for months at a time. He wanted to talk to his dad. He called his pa or something. Pa. Pa. Yeah, he wanted to talk to Pa. He didn't even know where the hell Pa was. And then Wills. Wills was like, I don't really need you now. I'm going to be the king one day. And, you know, I got these sons or son coming. So you out, you down. Yeah. You're not even spared no more. You're about number six or seven in the succession. You know, so, you know, I mean, he was sort of kicked to the curb. And then he put this African-American wife into it. And, oh, Who didn't my realize God. that she was African-American until uh, the royal family let her know, though? Nah, her mother had told her, but her mother told her to keep it a secret, you know? So. <laughs> so oh, God. So, you know, it was all very lovely and loving and and I don't know. Thank God they had a billionaire friend, Tyler, who pulled up and said, look, y'all upset. Come on over here. I got a spot for you. And uh, my, how Megan was friends with uh, Serena Williams before she even met Harry. Remember she yeah, was up in yeah, Serena's yeah. booth? Yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, look, you and I both know that it was just a big emotional roller coaster for Megan. Okay. And and that's what it was, you know, because, you know, they have their level of racism that goes beyond, you know, what most people have. And so that's really what it was all about. And they did have some turmoil. And I do believe that Megan, largely uh, due to the family, his family and the press. And I do think she went through some rough times. I do. Oh, I think she. Guys. I think she. I think she did get her feelings hurt. I think she did go I'm through. Sure she did. I'm sure she did go through emotional turmoil. Well, I'm sure she did. But I'm sure pampered Meghan Markle and pampered. Well, she wasn't Harry. pampered before. Oh, she wasn't. She was having a really good life. She over there in Canada. She was just living it up. And she was a star. She was a celebrity. And people were taking pictures of her. And she loved her life. It was fun. She was traveling all over the world. She was go about to go to Italy and Spain. And what? do the eat, pray, drink, oh, love. No. no, she was. Oh, she was oh, I'll get out but of here. she was on a deal or no deal. And oh, she just felt terrible about it. All right. So listen. So Megan didn't come up the rough side of the mountain. Okay. Yeah, all right. right. All right. So she, had good, so she had a good job. Well, Harry just mentioned a few things about some rough episodes oh. they had over there. Wait a minute. And Wolves had a couple of rough words and uh, everything. I think that they are going to get like a couple hundred million or something like that. They have all type of deals and stuff with production companies. Oh. Um, and, just hold, hold on just a moment. Harry was envious of William. 
William was petty. We had to hear an issue with Meghan Markle and lip gloss barring it from Kate and Kate rolling her eyes at Meghan and uh, the issues about the, the wedding beforehand, the beautiful wedding that they had that none of us would have even known that there was any of these issues. But for some reason, we had to know that Kate had an issue with Meghan and da 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 and somebody was crying. And well, I guess it was Meghan crying. Why do we know that? Why do we know that uh, Prince Harry had a frozen penis at one point and was afraid to, to tell everybody that his penis was frostbit? Listen, the only reason why we care about Prince Harry, I don't know how much we care about Prince William, but Prince Harry and Meghan Markle is because of Princess Diana. Okay. Because Princess Diana was such a, uh, had such a, a good humanitarian. Right. right. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just, have any issue with Prince Harry and Meghan? I'm sure, like, I would love to hang out with them. They would be fun. But, ma, they, all of the stuff that was in this book, about 60 or 70% of it was either on the documentary they had on Netflix, on Oprah's interview, the interview they had with Gail King, the interview they had with Anderson Cooper, and then they talked to somebody else, and then now Prince Harry is is going to be appearing at some summit where you have to pay a virtual summit, mind you, $995 to see him. $995. Oh, wow. to hear him that's coach more people than, on their mental health. That's good, you know. That's more than Trump charge. That's great. That's okay. more than Trump was charging. So, and Megan, she didn't Google. She didn't Google Prince Harry. Megan is 41 or 42 years old. You don't think that she knew about the royal family, you don't think she knew that was Prince Harry? And she no. really, really did she know? I can't. Uh, this should have been my rant about this. How, how could she know? How could she know that baby? My the box. So okay. And look, and they're daddy rich. They're not spoiled. They barely have a few dollars. They don't have any if Prince Harry hadn't given them a call, they hadn't have been sleeping in the car. But and Prince Harry is getting some more money when he turns forty in a year and a half. He gets another Where's inheritance. To get that one from? From Princess Diana. They get one at thirty and at forty. Oh, oh wow! Oh, that's so sweet. His mother got some a few dollars. That's good. A few dollars. That's good. I don't know. You sound like you hating me. People struggle. Some people struggle. I'm you making it. Those kids, they struggle. struggle. I love, you know I love money, and I'm all good, but just admit it. Stop. Admit what? He didn't just say, say it was broke. He said that they, you know, they picked them out of the uh, house over there. Next thing, he's going to have a reality show. Okay, I don't know what it's going to be on, but he, him, and Megan are It's going to be the Royals. All right. So anyhow, yeah, that book was fabulous. What do you give it, Mom? That book, I give it about a three. <laughs> right. It was. Listen, I fell asleep on it a few times. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a three and a half. I fell asleep on it so much. I don't know whether it was real or imagined. I fell asleep on it so many times. But the last I heard, they do have two kids, don't they? The they, last I either dreamed or heard they do. is that they have a little, they girl, a little boy. My, this no, is it was basically what we, it was basically what we already know, guys. Few little intimacies, but most of it we've already. Heard. My, this is really long. Okay, okay. so we're to spare, and then we got okay. So spare by Stephen A. Um, much shorter spare by Stephen A. Oh. <laughs> Straight shooter. Oh no. <laughs> Thank you, by Stephen A. Much shorter, 
much more enjoyable um, and interactive. Uh, Stephen A. Say the little bit that I recall from there. Let me say mine because yours is long. Let me say mine. I just want to say one thing I found out early on about Stephen A. that I didn't know, and I'm not, you know, as knowledgeable about Stephen A. as you are, Pay. Um, but I had heard him talk about his mom a lot and, you know, her departure and everything. I, you know, he barely made references to his father on the show. He mm -hmm. barely ever talks about his father. I didn't know where his father was or even if he knew where his father was. It stunned me that his father was there in the home with the mother and, and, and for their whole until the mother died. OK, that they were together. And then that's number one. And then number two, his relationship with his father and, I'm, and that he had two daughters. And now I'm finished. Go, Pat. Okay. Go. So a couple things about this. I highly recommend it. Um, some people, Stephen A is an acquired taste. Um, I've grown to really like him and support him. I don't agree with a lot of things that he says, but then there are many things I do agree with him on. That's right. I understand after reading this book that he's learned to navigate the business world and that he's learned that he has to humble himself. He was very vulnerable in this book. He talked about his relationship with his father um, his his mom, his daughters, his sisters being fired from ESPN, um, you know, and feeling like he did being fired. He, from he, ESPN. Him being fired Not from ESPN, being unemployed, right. being unemployed for a year, him humbling himself, calling his ex agent that he fired to ask the agent to help him get work. He was very um he was very transparent about his salary. At one point he was making fifteen thousand dollars working for um some company, and then now he makes like nine or twelve million a year, something like that, or, or more. Right. Um, and just his journey, his father, um, his father remained in the home, but his father was not home most of the time. His father had a second family that Stephen A found out about and he never respected his father anymore because right. he chose that family over his family. Right. And he didn't, all the money that he made, because the father did work, yeah, but the money didn't go to, to, to their household. To their household. Right. And right. then he found out that the father had fathered uh, another child because he was taking care of the other woman's like two or three kids that right. weren't his right. biological kids. Right. Um, and so, but but he's since passed on. Um, Stephen A's half brother. Yeah. Uh, but um, it was just really enjoyable. And if you listen to it, you feel like Stephen A is really talking to you. And it made me respect him in a different way that I didn't. Like I said, some things he says I do not agree with. He was very upfront about his feelings about Donald Trump. He is definitely not a Donald Trump supporter. Um, he was uh, upfront about his politics. He said he's independent. Um, right. You know, he doesn't support any of that mess because right. it's all, all lobbyists. Right, right. Uh, but I respected his game and I respected what he said. Um, and so I appreciate it. He's going to get a top shelf for me. Okay. A top shelf. Um, I'm going to give him about a nine. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. All right. There was a couple of things they said about Stephen A, but they were all of it was just saying how good the book was. So I'm not going to read that. Um, okay. My let's just do quick what Married at First Sight, then we got to go. Okay. Um, anything from Married at First Sight that you want to, that, you want to say before we head on to our three? Uh, Married at first sight, uh, uh, Iwis and Jasmine, mm -hmm. uh, keep that cousin, uh, put that cousin in her place, okay? Mm -hmm. Because before you can get started, she's just like a heavy negative presence. Mm -hmm. You know, keep her, keep her at bay, okay? Keep her at bay. 
You know, that that's that's all I want to say. Just based on the limited information we have so far, because mm -hmm. we're just getting introduced to the couples. Okay. Okay, that's it. Uh, about, yeah, uh, Nicole, Shaggy. Nicole, take it a little bit easy. Uh, Nicole, to thine own self be true. If you didn't want to go to um the uh seminar, whatever, it no, was. not Nicole, uh, not, no, not Nicole, um, Kirsten, mm -hmm. Kirsten, if you didn't want to go with Shaquille to whatever his thing was, if you didn't want to go to that particular you know event with him, then you should have gone on to Jamaica. She still hasn't kissed her husband yet. And, right. I mean, you didn't have any problem not kissing him, which is a simple pet. You didn't have any trouble with not kissing him. I don't know why you couldn't tell him that you weren't going to go with him and you'd meet him in Jamaica. Right. I didn't I really couldn't put that together. So I'm not exactly sure, you know, just how, you know, self-confident you are and how honest you are about speaking your feelings. I don't really know where you're coming from with that. You follow him to go sit in the room all day. And instead of going to Jamaica, where you could have sat and looked out on the beach or been on the beach enjoying, uh, you know, Jamaican rum and whatever, you'd rather go sit there. I, don't, I fully didn't understand that at all. And then Dominique and, and uh, Mackley, that one, my issue is, her, is, is Mackley's mom. Uh, right. Dominique, you know what? You know what? You can, you know, be civil. I love your sweet way, your sweet smile and everything. I love it. I love your maturity. But let me tell you something. Don't let her disrespect you, okay? If she's going to disrespect you, don't cuss her out. Don't do anything. Stay away from her. Stay away from her to the point that whenever she's in your presence again, then she'll know how to treat you, mm -hmm. okay? Then she'll keep on because she has no problem coming out of her mouth and verbally expressing whatever it is that she doesn't like. And some of it is crude and, and offensive. And Gina and Clint, I don't have really much to say, but because I think that next week we'll have a lot more to say about right. Gina, I don't know where you're coming from, because on one hand, you were saying how he, he didn't like him. He wasn't your type. And then again, he was good and all that. So I don't know what the hell is going on with yours. Right. About the things that made you smile. The sun stopped the moon. All right, for me, the NBA All-Star starters were announced. LeBron James is going to make his 19th start as an All-Star. Oh, that is a record. And Kevin Durant, this will be his 13th. He's All the right. KD, you know, yeah. current player. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and we got Steph. Oh, you're not naming. Uh, I'm not naming names, okay. but I'm just okay. telling you the appearance. I, I got Wonderful. Oh, okay. great. So, okay. Keith Lee, a TikToker known for his viral food reviews, surprised a black-owned bakery with a $10,000 check. This went viral as well. That's oh, really cool. That was so sweet. And then number three, Slutty Vegan, which I am yet to go to, and I want to try it out, is building a drive through um, restaurant in Columbus, Georgia. And, you know, congratulations to Pinky Cole, the owner who is expanding her empire. So I just want to give her a round of applause. Okay. Shout out to Pinky. Okay. Anything you want to say before we go, Ma? We talk no, really long. I want everybody just to take care of themselves and, and be aware of your surroundings and what's going on and be careful. If you see someone you think is in need of help, please let someone in authority or whoever can help that individual provide that service let them know that if you see something say something and you know and continue to check on your loved ones and you know the ones who are near and dear that you have not spoken to for you know a while you know reach out okay mm -hmm. all right Ma. 
not thank you um so everyone thanks for listening to the bambushi happy hour follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at the bambushi happy hour and also follow us at all things page you and all things page you is the home of the bambushi happy hour on youtube subscribe guys subscribe also check out our Etsy shop, the Bambucci Happy Hour store. We're always updating it. And email us any questions or comments that you have at info at bambuchihappyhour.com, guys. Stay safe. Uh, you know, we'll be back soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.